Yes, Lord. Thank Man, you. Man, I am so glad to be back. Amen. I'm so We're glad to be you. back. Hallelujah. You know, yes. a couple of Wednesdays I've been thinking Bible study. Man, you know, and then Sunday, I'm just so glad. Amen. God is good. He's good. And I knew, I knew he's going to, he's going to deliver. And he's gonna, Amen. He's, yes. You know, we have the victory. Yes. So, back to our study. We've been talking about Revelation. Yes. You know, Revelation. We've been talking about the tribulation. It's coming. It's yes. going to happen. Yes. And when it happens, we're not going to be here. Yes. We're going to be taken up. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Jesus is coming back for you. Yes. Yes. Jesus is coming back yes. for me. Yes. Amen. He's coming back for you. Yes. You know, think about that. God, the creator of heaven and earth, God Almighty, who's in control of everything, you know, he's going to say, all right, now's the time. My children, come. And we're going to all be taken back. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Amen. But it starts today. It starts today. Where you stand, where you're walking, everything, what you're saying, what you're hearing, what you're watching, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And then, on top of all that, where the Holy Spirit, we need the Spirit of God. Yes. And that's kind of what we're going to hit on here tonight. Because in, in the Word of God, it says, not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit. See, we need the Spirit of God. Yes, we need the Holy Spirit. Yes, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's, right. that's the only way you're going to understand. Yes. That's the only way you're going to hear God yes. call and say, come. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, and when the Lord returns and the trumpet sounds, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. See, because, see, right now we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And when that tribulation happens, not only are we leaving with Him, but He's also taking the Holy Spirit with Him. So during that tribulation, there's going to be no Holy Spirit here. So, we need the Holy Spirit. And then now we learn that um, in Revelation, from the beginning, we're living right now in the church age. And um, when that time comes, there's a, there's a choice. It's like a, a two-way two, two road. One will go this way, one will go this way. This way here goes back with Christ. This way here continues on into the tribulation. The tribulation is going to be a seven-year period. Mm -hmm. That first three and a half years, everything is going to seem so fine because the Antichrist is going to come and deceive the people, mm -hmm. to, um, kind of fooling them, thinking that he's godlike. Mm -hmm. And he's going to try to take his place in the temple. And people are going to believe it. They're going to say, look. Look, he must be God. He must be Jesus. And they're going to believe it that first three and a half years. And then after that, 
He's going to turn things around and he's going to really come against everyone. Yep. And that's where he's going to start putting the mark on people, which is the mark of the beast, which is going to be either on the forehead or on the wrist. 666, that mark. Mm -hmm. And people are going to be so afraid that they don't want to die. Then they don't want to, you know, just, just afraid. And they're just going to give in. And they're going to say, okay, give me the mark so that I may live. Give me the mark so that I may continue to move and, and stay in this world. Mm -hmm. See, look at now. Look what's going on right now. People want to stay in this world. Yeah. Yeah. People want to stay in this world. So what are they doing? They're abiding by everything that's happening. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You know, wear a mask. True, yeah, take care of yourself. I understand that. You know, be wise about it. But don't let that take your mind off of God. Mm -hmm. Don't let that take your mind off of Jesus. You know, yes, wear your mask. Go out. Do what you got to do. But don't think that that mask is going to protect you. you or save you. Mm -hmm. That mask is not going to get you into heaven. Mm -hmm. And then... We have to make a choice. We got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your choice. Yeah. Because God has, all, has given all of us a free will. That's right, yes. See, just like salvation, it's up to you to surrender to God. Yeah. It's up to you to open your heart and say, Lord, come into my life. Be Lord over my life. It's up to you. You know, nobody forces that on you. It's your choice. Yep. And then when we come, and when we come before God, it's your choice to worship Him. Mm -hmm. It's your choice to praise yes. Him. Amen. Because when we get to heaven, when you get to heaven, you know what? The first thing, the number one thing, 24-7, yep. you know what you're going to be doing? Worshiping God. Yes, Almighty. Yes. Almighty. Yes. Don't wait until then. That's right. Worship Him now. Yes. Amen. Get yourself ready. Yes. Practice. Yes. Amen. Because you know you worship God now. Lord, I'm, I'm worshiping you, Father. Yes. Because when that day comes, Lord, I'm gonna be in your presence. Yes. I'm gonna be able to see you. Yes. And I'm going to continue to just worship you, God. See? Amen. Learn to just worship him like that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, the tribulation, once that happens, the Antichrist, three and a half years. And then we heard about the scrolls. Okay? The scrolls. Only one person can open the scroll. Who's that person? Jesus. Jesus. And when he begins to open up those scrolls, things are going to take place in this world. And then it says that, uh, what did it say? Uh, a fourth, a fourth of all population is going to be killed. That's a lot. That's like two billion people are going to die. COVID right now has not reached that number. COVID is less than, less than a million, I think. You know, but still, even if it's like two million, three million, it's still less than two billion. And um, 
what I began to find out is that there's more people, more kids that die of abortion. Yep, that's true. The number yep. is this. COVID is here. Yep. Think about that. Yep, that's true. Kids, children are being killed, but nobody's talking about it. That's true. And yet they're focusing on this thing here. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. You know what happened today? Who knows what happened today? They try to overturn Roe versus Wade abortion. How many of us woke up this morning and said, Lord, those judges are going to stand to protect the lives of these children. Lord God, that they're going to have wisdom and understanding. Lord God, that this abortion is going to stop. The killing of these children are going to stop. How many of us woke up this morning and prayed that? You yes, see? That's right. Where do you stand? Yeah. Not only you individually, but all of us as a church. Mm-hmm. Because in Revelation, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, is the seven churches. Yes. The seven churches. See, that was um, given to John, to, to, to the letters to the seven churches. So after the um, after the, the, the scrolls and then the trumpets are going to sound, the trumpets is the wrath of God when those trumpets blow. And then another two to three billion people are going to die again. In that seven-year period, wow, that's like five to six billion people that are going to die in the tribulation. And they're going to be wiped out. And there's going to be some Christians still here during the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it, it's going to happen. Yep. And um, when, when the tribulation happens, um, those that make it through the tribulation, the seven-year period, those that get through, they're going to be the called the tribulation saints. Because they made it out of the tribulation. Yes. But they're not going to make it out that easy. Yeah, that's true. You have it easy right now. Yeah. I have it easy right now. All I can do is say, Lord, my life is yours. Yes, that's right. Holy Spirit, help me. Yeah. Help me to speak the truth. Yes. yes. Help me to walk the way Jesus walked. Help me to just, you know, be Christ-like. You know, so when that trumpet sounds... I will hear it, and I will be taken up. See, I don't have to go through all of that. Amen. I don't have to go through all of that. So, we've been talking about that. Now, when I left off that last time, we um, kind of hit on the two witnesses. Mm-hmm. And I found out that the two witnesses is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. So I hope some of you read um, Zechariah chapter 4. I, I hope some of you read um, Revelation, I believe it was 2 and 3, or 3 and 4, about the seven churches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Revelation. Let's go to Revelation chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. God, you are so yes. good. Hallelujah. You are so awesome, Lord. Yes. 
We love you, Lord. Uh, let's, let's start in Revelation. Revelation chapter 11. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And I have another praise report. This morning, I went to my appointment. I went to go see the doctor. All blood work, normal. I am healed. I am healed. Everything. Everything. Thank you, Jesus. And I thought, wow, praise God. I walked out of there. I walked out of there just thanking God. Thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord. So look at Revelation chapter 11. Look at verse 1. So remember, this is John going through this. So he says, Then I was given a reed-like measuring rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. And then verse 2 says, But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. Yes. Now right here, look at verse 3. And I will give power. I will give power, okay, to my two witnesses. And they will prophesy 1,260 days, which is three and a half years, mm-hmm. clothed in sackcloth. And then verse 4 says that, okay, so the two witnesses, okay, who are the two witnesses? Look at verse 4. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. So I want to look at verse 4. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands. So the two witnesses, olive tree, lampstand. Okay, you all know what an olive tree is, right? Okay, and you all know what the lampstand is, right? Okay, and it's real interesting because if we're going to go back to the Old Testament, the Old Testament doesn't mention two. Revelation mentions two. In the Old Testament, it says one. Okay? And um, what I found out is that. So the two witnesses are actually the Jews and the Gentiles. So the Jews are the, the, the people of Israel, which is the house of Israel. The Gentiles are the people of Judah which are the, is the house of Judah. Remember, if you guys were here that time that I left off, do you remember I talked about we're all part of the house of Judah? Yes. Because we're grafted. Yes. When we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we've been grafted into the 
lineage of the house of Judah. So now we are part of the house of Judah. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. You know? And this is what I brought out that time. I'm not a... I'm not a, I'm not born for no salt people clan. Okay? I'm not. I am from the lineage of the house of Judah. That's where I'm from. And and now I'm a child of God. See? That's why when I introduce myself, I introduce myself as a child of God. A descendant of Abraham. See, that's my, that's how I introduce myself. You know, no more of this, um, you know, what, whatever our, our clan system is. Did you know that that clan system is an idol? Yep, it is. Okay, if you really research it. Yep. It's a lady. Mm-hmm. A lady that said, I'm going to give these people these four clans. And then from there it took off. So, where do we find this lady in the Bible? Not in the Bible, huh? Mm-hmm. How many of you believe the Bible? Amen. I do. Yes, I do. And that's what I always tell my kids when they ask me a question. Is it true? UFOs? Is it true? Bigfoot? And I say, well, read the Bible. If you find it in the Bible, it's true. It's real. If you don't find it in the Bible, then it must be man-made. Made up. Made up. Amen. Praise God. So now, look... So, I, 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 this here was interesting. So, we're going to actually go back. Let's go back. Go back to Revelation 10. And then look at that last verse in Revelation 10. So, that's verse 11. And look, look right here. It says, And he said to me, You must prophesy again about many people, nation, tongues, and kings. So right there, he's telling John that he must prophesy again. So that, that, that goes right into the, like an introduction to the two witnesses. And that nation there, it's actually the two nations, which is Israel and Judah. And then, uh, kings, prophesy about kings. So what he's talking about there, he's talking about the false prophet that's going to come, which is the Antichrist, which is a king who's going to try to sit in the temple to deceive the people in the tribulation. I thought, wow. And that kind of goes into an introduction right there into the, um, the two witnesses. So the olive tree, the olive tree is um, God's people. Now we're going to go all the way. Let's go back to um, Jeremiah. Look at Jeremiah. Uh, Chapter 11. Verse 16. Praise the Lord. Okay, look look at Jeremiah. 11, look at verse 16. He says, the Lord called your name, what? Green Green olive tree, lovely 
and of good fruit. With the noise of a great tumult, he has kindled fire on it, and its branches are broken. Now verse 17. For the Lord of hosts who planted you has pronounced doom against you for the evil of the house of, look at that, the house of what? Israel. Israel. And then look, and, the, and of the house of who? Judah. Judah. See that? The two olive trees, which they have done against themselves to provoke me to anger and offerings incense to Baal. So, house of Israel, house of Judah. These two right here. And um, let's go now to um, let's go now to um, Ezekiel. Let's go to Ezekiel. Uh, chapter thirty-seven. I'm going to try to go through quick here. But look at look at um, Ezekiel thirty-seven. And then look at verse 12. Okay, look at verse 12. It says, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. So right here is a prophecy about what? Okay, let's look at it again. Look. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves. When is that going to happen? Yeah. When are the graves going to open up? Yeah, because they, what, does he, what does he say? He says that those that are asleep will be taken up first. And then those that are still alive will be taken up next. So right here in Ezekiel, there's a prophecy that says that uh, when I have opened your graves, O oh my people, and brought you up from your graves, And then verse, um, oh, verse, I'm sorry, verse 12 here. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. Now right here, and bring you into the land of Israel. Yeah. You, you know what I found out about that? Where it says, I will bring you into the land of Israel. That's actually the millennial, the millennial period. Because when the, um, when, the, when the rapture happens, when the tribulation takes place, after the tribulation, after the tribulation, Jesus is going to come back with all the saints. Yes. So right. when I'm taken up, after the tribulation, I'm going to be coming back with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're going to be coming back. That's when Jesus will set foot under earth mm -hmm. and everybody's going to see it yeah. everybody's going to see it Amen. everybody's going to see it mm -hmm. and and then right there that's what that says um, right there in verse 12 um, bring you into the land 
of Israel. So when we come back, and during that millennial time, we're going to all have a piece of land in this millennial period. That, that when, when, when Jesus sets himself up in Israel, we're all going to be required to go to Israel and worship Jesus. Yes. We're all going to be required to do that. Now think about it. If we're going to be required in the millennial period to go to Jesus and worship him in the temple, right now we come into the presence of God here, but we have a hard time to worship him. We have a hard time worshiping God. We have a hard time. So, during this millennial reign, the same thing is going to happen. People are going to have a choice. People are going to have a choice. Go to Israel, worship Jesus. And if you choose not to, that's when judgment is going to come upon those people who choose not to go and worship Jesus. Think about it. Think about it. This is during the millennial during the millennial period. But I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm going to worship Him now. And I'm going to worship Him forever. 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 Now, let's go to one. Let's go to one. Okay. So, let's, okay, uh, Ezekiel 37. Okay, look at verse 15. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, As for you, son of man, now listen carefully here, look. Take a stick for yourself and write on it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then look, it says, Then take another stick and write on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Now 17, look, it says, Then join them one to another for yourself into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. Olive branches. Olive branches. Remember in Revelation, how many olive there's two, huh? Yep. Gentiles, Jews. During this time, going to become one. Wow. Going to become one. Going to become one. And one of those sticks is the, is the stick of Joseph. Okay. So that stick of Joseph represents Israel. And then the stick of Judah represents Gentiles. So that's each and every one of us. Remember I told you we're all part of the house of Judah? See, look, and then we're all going to become one. We're going to become one. Amen. 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 Praise God. Now look at verse 19. Say to them, thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will join them with it, 
with the stick of Judah and make them one stick. And they look, and they will be one in my hand, Amen. which is the hand of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now look at verse 22. And I will make them one, what? Nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king over them all. They shall be, they shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they ever be Amen. divided into two kingdoms again. Amen. One kingdom. Amen. One. Praise the Lord. Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, look at what the word of God here. Look what he uses. He uses, um, he says stick. Right? Stick. If you were to, how many of you ever use a concordance? Sometimes you have to use a concordance too mm -hmm. to understand the word of God. So this word stick, look it up in the concordance. And it's actually a Hebrew word. It's actually a Hebrew word. This word stick. And in Hebrew it's called etz. E-T-S. X. Okay, that's how I can pronounce it. Just the way that looks like in Hebrew. Okay? So, this word here, um, stick, if you were to look it up in the, in the, in the concordance, um, if you were to look it up, this word stick, it actually, it means um, branch. Branch. It means a branch. And I thought, wow. Wow. Yes, hallelujah. Wow. You know, so in the original text, when they wrote the Bible, you know, that's how they wrote it. Mm -hmm. But for our understanding, they used the word stick instead. That's why you got to use the, um, the concordance. Yep. You got to use it. Now, let's go back to Revelation chapter 11. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Now look at uh, 11. Now look at uh, verse, verse 6 here. So these two witnesses, Jews and Gentiles, okay, says these have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. So, right there, how do they have power to do all of this? How do they have power to do what it describes right here in Revelation? What do you think? Because we come, become one with each other? Yep, that's part of it. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. They were given power. Yeah. Which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. So yes, Holy Spirit. Because remember, not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives 
us power. Yes. And then you're right when you say they became one. Because look, how do we change things here as we are alive today? How do we change things? You mean like spiritually or personally? Both physically and spiritually. Are uniting together? In what? What do we do every Monday night? Prayer. By prayer. By prayer. By prayer. So these two witnesses, Jews and Gentiles, they're going to be able to do these things by, by the power of the Holy Spirit and then also coming together as one united praying. 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 And um, when I... When I found this out when I was in the hospital and when I was laying there, I could feel the power of prayer. I could feel it, the power of prayer. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but I could feel the power of prayer. And then what I did also is I only told those who had faith in God. Those that didn't have faith in God, I didn't tell them. Or those that didn't know, that I know that they don't know God, I didn't tell them. Because I have family are like that. Mm -hmm. they're, they're either double-minded mm -hmm. or they, they, don't, they just don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell them. I didn't let them know. All I told were the people that had faith and I knew that they had the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me through. Amen. And just like these two witnesses right here, Jews and Gentiles, same thing. So during this tribulation, when it starts, three and a half years, there's going to be saints, Christians, that are going to say, you know what? It must have been true. Mm -hmm. And we got left behind. And it's going to change their faith. They're going to grow stronger in their faith because the end of that, the end of that seven year, there's going to be a war that's going to break out between the angels, between the angel and then um, Satan. They're going to fight, and and then and then um, that's going to take place. So when all these things are happening during the tribulation, those those that are, when their faith has gotten stronger. They're going to be the ones that are going to be prophesizing. They're the ones that are going to be praying. They're the ones that are going to be out there witnessing and telling people that this Antichrist is false. Okay. Yes. He's not real. Yeah. Don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. Don't do it. He's not real. Mm -hmm. He's false. Jesus is coming to set his place in this world. They're going to be prophesizing that. And they're going to be doing all these things. But the Word of God tells us that these witnesses are going to be killed. They're going to be killed, but they're going to be brought back again to life. Amen. They're going yes. to be brought back again to life. And, um, <clears throat> and, then, and then that's what's going to happen. So the power of prayer is so powerful. Last, last week on Monday night, I was sitting there in the hospital. And, the, and that morning when I woke up, I got out of bed and I, I just fixed my bed and folded the blanket and everything. 
And I just started walking around because when they put me on that oxygen, I was on a bigger leash. Okay? Because before I was on a smaller leash and I, I couldn't walk very far. So here's my bed. I could probably only walk to about here. That was it. And then my bed was sticking way out there, so I had to really stay close to my bed, get around on that side. So every day I would just get up, and then the window would be here, and I'd just stand up and just praise God. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm alive today. Yes. Lord God, you, give me the strength today, Father yes. God. Strengthen my lungs. Open up the airways, Father yes. God. Thank you. you are great. You are mighty. Yes. Just praising God. Thanking Him. And then, but, but that Monday, they, or that Sunday, they, took, they turned that thing off, put me on a, on a lower oxygen, and they gave me a longer tube. So I was able to run around the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> so before, because before I was standing here, I could barely see out the window. I look out there. But when I got that long one, I was able to move furthermore all the way. And there was a couch there, so I sat on the couch, drank my coffee. You know, and uh, just read the word, listen to some praise and worship music, and, Amen. you know, just get into the presence of God. And um, and like Pastor Udell, he goes, your words are powerful. Yes. What you say, be careful. Be careful of what yes. you say. So I remember that. You know, so I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back to bed in this bed. I'm gonna wake up in my own house tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up in my home. Yes. So that whole day, I was waiting for the, the doctor to come in. And then finally, like 6 o'clock, I thought, oh, no, no doctor yet. And, it, and then doubt began to settle in. But then I said, no, the word of God, Jesus, is true to his word. So I said, I text him, Heather, you down. I said, prayer of agreement. agreement. I'm going to be released. Yes. And within two minutes... The doctor came in through that door, Amen. and he looked around, and he kind of looked at me like, you're still here? And he goes, you want to go home? I said, yes, I want to go home. He goes, all right, we'll get the paperwork ready, and we're going to go home. Amen. I was just so excited. And that's when I called her. I knew that I knew it was getting close to prayer meeting. I called her. I said, praise the Lord. I'm going home tonight. Praise God. See? Prayer, Amen. Thank the you, power Jesus. of prayer. Yes. You all have yes. the power of prayer. Yes. All of you, yes. every single one of you. Yes. You know, if you're feeling sick, pray for yourself. Yes. Lord, yes. by your stripes, I am healed. Yes. Lord, you say to lay hand on those and they shall recover. Put it on yourself. Amen. Lay hands on yourself yes. and pray. Pray. Pray over yourself, yes. family, children, whoever, your kids, your whoever, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. The power of prayer is so strong, so strong. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, the two witnesses, Jews and Gentiles, okay, olive tree. The other one is the lampstand. Okay, the lampstand. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
And I know, and I know that's how, um, why our brother's here tonight. Amen. Sit in his seat. Yes, yes. Praise yes, God. Amen. Because of prayer. Praise the Lord. Zechariah chapter 4, uh, verse 1. Okay, look at verse 1. It says, Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it. One at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. See right here, look. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Praise God. In verse 7 says, Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Praise God. Praise God. So Zerubbabel here, he was the leader of the Jews, the governor of Judah. And it's so interesting because uh, these Jews here, they were captured by Babylon. But Persia defeated Babylon. Okay? You remember Persia? Okay? What, what did we study in Persia? Remember the book of Esther, right? And then those Jews that were there, remember those Jews? Okay, so those Jews... When, when, when they were in Persia, they were released to go back to Israel to, to help rebuild the temple. To help rebuild the temple. And, and this is where we're at right here, right now. And uh, in verse 8, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Praise God. So this lampstand here, this lampstand here represents, so on, those, on that lampstand, how many, how many candles are there? Seven. So these candles here represent the seven churches. And then it talks about this golden oil. So what's this golden oil that's being poured out? Holy yep, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what's being poured out. And, um, and let, let's kind of, real quick, okay? Let's look at the seven churches. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you know, I encourage you to read it. And go to Revelation. Go back to Revelation.
Praise God. Let's go to Revelation. Let's start at, in Revelation um, chapter 2. So, so to me, the two witnesses, Jews and Gentiles, that, that's, that's who, who they are to me. You know, a lot of people say it could be Moses, it could be Enoch, it could be, you know, those two, because they did those things. Yes, but God wants us to continue to do those things. We can do those things because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's the, that's the difference right there. You know, we don't, we, can't, we don't just depend on certain people to do those things. No, we depend on God. And then we ask God to help us, to give us the power, which is the Holy Spirit, to do those things, to be able to do those things. So during this time, right now, before the tribulation comes, before the rapture takes place, you're the witnesses. Go out. Yes. Tell others. Yes. Let them know. Yes. Jesus is coming. Yes. You know what? This world needs Jesus. They need to know about Jesus. They don't need to know about how many people got COVID. No. They need to know Jesus and how to get to heaven. You know, they need to know. You know, they need to know how to get there. Yesterday, I went to a funeral yesterday. Oh, my spirit was saddened. Because people don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. They talk about him. They talk about him. But it's just all up here. Mm -hmm. Nothing down here in their spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what's missing. Yeah. I always say, don't miss, don't miss heaven by one foot. Yes. Don't miss heaven by one foot from your head to your heart. You might know him up here and not know him in here. No yeah, and then when, you, when, when that time comes, you're going to miss heaven. If heaven is real, hell is real. That's right. It's in the Word. It's in the Bible. And Jesus is warning us. God is warning us. But we need to go out and witness to others. And not only that, we need to pray, 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 pray. So right here in Revelation 2, okay, there's a church here called Ephesus. Okay? This church here, let's go ahead and read this. It says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. And then look, he says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And then he says, and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And then verse 3 says, and you have preserved, per persevered, and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and I have not become weary. Look, now look at verse 4. Nevertheless, I have found, or I have this, against you that you have left your first love. Wow. This church here. This church here. God introduces him. Jesus introduces himself. Who he is. Then after that, 
He examined it. So it's like a report card. It's like a report card. What's Riverside Bread of Life report card look like? Yes. Think about that. What does Riverside Bread of Life report card look like? Mm -hmm. And that's what these are, these seven churches. This was these churches really did exist in that in, in, in Asia. Mm -hmm. In that in that part of the world. And remember Paul? Paul went to these churches. Yep. You know, to encourage them. Yes. To encourage them. But a lot of them. They've, they, they drifted back and they drifted away. These churches. These churches. And then today, we have churches that are the same. That's right. You yeah. know, some are going strong for the Lord. You know, one mind, one body, one spirit. Worshiping God, praising God, getting into the Word, doing everything they can to reach the loss. Mm -hmm. But some are just coming in here. Oh, that was a good message. Go out and that's it. They don't do nothing. Then they come back again. Not, not only the church here, but God calls each and every one of you what? Yeah. Yeah. So it's talking to the church here and then also to every single one of you yes. individually yes. as a church. Yes. Wow. Look at, look at that. Go back to um, verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you. God is speaking yes. to you. God is speaking to me. Yes. That you have left your first love. Amen. And then verse 5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Now look, he's given us a chance. Yes. Repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly. And remove your whoa lampstand from its place unless you what? Repent. Repent. What does repent mean? Ask for forgiveness. What else? Turn from your whatever you Change. 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 If you're walking this way. And God is speaking to you. Say, no, that's not the way. No. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Father. I repent. I repent of my sin, Father. Help me. Change me. And turn around and begin to follow God. Begin to follow God. Begin to follow God. Begin to follow God. Look at the world. There's so many things going on out there. So many temptations. So many things that people want to just go and do and whatever. Spend their money on. And churches, the doors are being closed. Look at that. The reservation churches are being closed. And the, these letters, I believe, is to them as well. But they don't see it. Somebody needs to go and tell them. And say, hey, Jonathan Nance, you got to open these churches. Hey, Jonathan, this, this uh, Navajo nation needs to be set free. Yes, needs to follow God. Yes. Needs to honor God. Yes. People need to repent. Yes. You need to repent. You need to change. 
Somebody needs to say those things. But if we just sit back and let him say and do whatever he wants, he's misleading the people. Yes. Misleading. All he talks about is, wear your mask, wear your mask. And then there's all this money coming in. They don't know what to do with it. And they're having a hard time. And then now people, what are they looking at? They're looking at that money. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then they're looking at Jonathan Nez. When are we going to get some of that money? When? 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 We need it. We need it. We need it. No. We need Jesus. Amen. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Can you imagine when we all come together as one and we begin to worship God and we begin to pray? There's going to be change. There's going to be change. There's going to be change. Ephesus. The next one is Smyrna. Okay? The Smyrna, I'm not going to read it, but um, if you can read it, but if Smyrna is the persecuted church that suffered poverty and martyrdom. Smyrna is actually a good church. That's a church that we want to be like, Smyrna. Pergamum is a worldly church that mixed doctrines and needed to repent. Mm -hmm. And then Thyatira is a false church that followed a seductive prophetess. Sardis is a dead church that fell asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Okay, wake up. Wake up. And I'm not talking physically. I'm talking spiritually. Wake up. Wake up. Philadelphia is the church of brotherly love that endures patiently. Philadelphia is another church. So there's two churches that we want to be like. Philadelphia and Smyrna. And then Laodicea. Laodicea is the lukewarm church. With a faith that's neither hot nor cold. See, that church is not hot, not cold. It's lukewarm. Yeah. Lukewarm. And when you, when you read here in the Word of God, it talks about these five churches, or no, these seven churches. And then, and then it says there's two of them that have pipes going to it. And it's just pouring out the, the, His Spirit. See, Smyrna and Philadelphia. The two churches. The two churches. We want to be like that church. Amen. Yes. We want to be like Amen. those churches. Yes. And every single one of these churches that it talks about, God is telling them, you have a chance. Yes. Yes. Fix it before it's too late. Yes. Repent. Change. Yes. Change. Yes. Change is what he's Amen. telling Amen. all the churches. Uh -huh. And he says, if you don't change... You're going to suffer the consequences. That's what he's saying. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to be the good church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So now we've talked about the two witnesses. we talked about the churches. Okay? So next week I'm going to talk about towards the end of the tribulation as we go into the millennium. There's going to be a war that's going to break out. There's going to be a war that's going to break out. It's going to come. It's going to happen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Are you happy? Yes. Amen. You happy to be alive? Yes. Amen. How many of you can't wait for Jesus to come? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready. When the Lord calls, I'm ready. But I know my time is not now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let's just give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. You have, you have something to give God thanks for. Give Him thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We love you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Father Lord, by your stripes, we are healed, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. We are under your protection, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Thank you, Father Lord, that we have our all being, Lord God. That we can praise you, Lord God. That we can worship you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the strength, Lord God. Philippians 4.13, your word. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father God, thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father Lord, those, Father Lord. Father Lord, as they ask, Father, for the Holy Spirit, Father Lord. I pray, Father God, that they will receive it in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Oh, Father God, thank you that you have given us the helper, the Holy Spirit, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that's alive and powerful, your word that gives us life, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And through your son, Jesus Christ, Father Lord, we have the victory, Lord God. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. We just worship you. We just honor you. We just magnify you, Lord God. Oh, so good, Lord God, to be in your presence, Lord God. Your word says two or more in my name. I am in your midst. So, Father, Lord God, I know you are here with us, Lord God. Father, Lord, you hear our cries, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father, for all the answered prayers. Thank you, Father, for the breakthrough, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord. Those that are asleep spiritually, Father Lord, they will be awakened, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord. Those chains are broken, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. People are beginning to begin to move, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. And they're going to stand to their feet, Father God. And dishonor you. We thank you for that, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, we don't want to be lukewarm, Lord God. We want to be hot for you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. We want to be that church that, that you that you honor, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Oh, help us, Lord God. Help us to be witnesses for you, Lord God. To reach the lost, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Tonight, as we go home, Lord God, we're going to get home safe. We're going to sleep well tonight. We're going to wake up tomorrow, Father Lord. And we're going to rejoice, Lord God, because it's the day that you have been. Father Lord, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Mama, she called Oh, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. You have the victory, Lord God. In the name of Jesus.